Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Lee's doing some weird intonation there, and I'm joined by Chris Bratt. <laughs> Hiya. Simon Miller. Good morning. And Stephen Bernie Burns. Hey. Stephen Burns, you're having a terrible yeah. day today. <laughs> Nothing's even happened. I'm having a terrible day, and like I'm trying to fight on through it <laughs> to no, the other side. It's good. I'm thinking about lunch. Now's now's the time for Always you know deliberation thoughts. about lunch. Great. So, well, it's fucking awesome to have thinking you. Thinking about the gym. Uh, <laughs> So what have you guys been playing this week? I've been playing Dead Rising 3. Can we talk about that? Is that yeah. interesting? Do people yeah, care? Because yeah. I never played Dead Rising game. And obviously, to be honest, the most information I ever received about a Dead Rising game was on the videogamer.com podcast from yourself, Matt Lees, and Stephen W. Burns. Yeah. Chatted about it a few weeks ago. So going, good, actually. going into it kind of knowing what it was like and then what it's not like this time, it was kind of difficult to work out whether... I, I would have preferred the preferred the old ones or not. So I quite like Dead Rising Three. I don't think it's a fantastic game. You know, it hasn't blown blown my brain or anything. But there's something very Moorish about it. Yeah, it probably helps that I play it with Brat yeah, on a live I was stream. Say, we're playing it together. We, yeah. we, neither of us have uh, a hell of a lot of experience with Dead Rising as a series. So we we are just seeing it as as this yeah. weird zombie game. And yeah, it's good. But there's been I think la- the last stream kind of. Uh, it, it, it was a little it, bit different, wasn't it? We started meeting poor, zombies but, that you can't just absolutely yeah. slash through and and create, and that was a bit frustrating because I think maybe that way make those enemies make more sense when you've got this whole restart thing and you're leveling up. So when you do get to these people, you're more powerful, right? But when you just come across for no reason a zombie that's in a Zo- football yeah, uniform, a zombie, and he American takes football. about he took about I'd say we had to go through two weapons. To take him down. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, the weapons get degraded and they then they These are, are, are proper weapons. We had a, we had a, a, yeah, we had a rake, a rake made out of swords and a shotgun and an assault rifle. I think we went through all three to take him down. All the facts. Yeah. Take down one zombie it, just because he was in a fo- an American football outfit. Mm. It's but, like at least put him in body armor or something. Up until that point, we you know you you can kill like fifty zombies at a time with yeah. a, with a well positioned zombie rake. But yeah. Yeah. but but I do like it. I'm gonna say I think it helps because I'm playing it with someone else who is experiencing it afresh like me yeah and that is interesting and just being able to like mow down hundreds of thousands of zombies is a certain satisfaction to it but my biggest problem with it and again this probably ties back into what made more sense last time before they make the changes it just feels like one giant fetch quest and we're doing our nightmare mode so there is this kind of you know harbinger of doom hanging over our heads but it just feels like you know give this person to that person and then you do that and then they take you on to the next person and then do that person to that person it never feels like any there's no real narrative mm. apart from get out of the city. And I always thought there would be, you know, something yeah. to, to kind of spawn me along to keep me interested. But it's literally just, you do me a favor, I'll do you a favor, move on to the next people, you, can, you do me a favor, I'll do you a favor. You can kind of see why they did that because the most fun you tend to have is when you need to walk, for, like go a long distance and you mm. just see a huge crowd of zombies. But there isn't, we haven't seen much variation with the, the quests. No, that's it. And at the moment, the we don't itself. seem to be struggling with the time. We seem well, to have we... a lot of time left and not that much game left to do. Although, so it seems. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say the Dead Rising series is particularly famous for doing the old one, two and that sort of thing and making you feel like you're right near the end. All right, then go. Okay. Whoa! Over time, yeah. Okay, right. Let's, yeah. At so... the end of the first game, there's like a... So you finish it and you're like, yeah... And then there's a whole like four or five hours of yeah. the game oh, okay. just oh. called over. Well, it has its own title menu and it's like, um... If, uh, yeah, it was actually awesome as well. Yeah, like the finale of the Special Ops. I remember finishing the first Spoiler. Dead Rising game and just being like, sitting back and going, wow, that's an ending. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's, to be fair, if you haven't played it yet, you're probably not going to, but <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the chain of events that lead to it. Yeah. But the first Dead Rising game ends with a fist fight between you 
and a general, an army general, <laughs> on top of a tank. Yeah. <laughs> and it ends with basically you beating this guy and like punching him off the tank into this horde of zombies. But then it ends with Frank. And it's a bit of a shame they brought him back as a character again. Yeah. Because I thought the finale was amazing. That mm. You've escaped, sure, you've escaped from the mall, but you end up stood on top of a tank with nowhere to get yeah. into the tank, seemingly. And around you, it just pan, the camera pans out and it's, it's just like... It's so many zombies. That's cool. That's and it's really just like, cool. you're just going, great. Mm. Well, I've, I've got escape, but now infinite hordes of zombies. Yeah. I like that. So like despair. You, there's was, nothing you can do. It was so cool. Well, if Capcom pulls that trick, then we're probably screwed. Mm. But at the moment, it does feel... I don't know. I, I just expected... I guess the grunt is that you just kill zombies. That's the, that's the depth yeah. here. Whereas I thought there'd be something else. And I think the weapon customization is different now than it was before right because now you find a blueprint hmm. and next to the blueprint will <laughs> yeah. always be the weapons that you the, need you know what i i think i thought that was kind of an introduction thing but that's happened no, almost every no, time it's, definitely you, it's not but like in, in the old games it was it, it, was it a more bench but, so in the second so game, you could craft yeah. anything you could literally yeah always... well the benches basically you could only craft stuff at the benches but the benches um i can't remember i mean the second game I can't remember. I think but both games, basically, you had the bench in a room, which would be like a maintenance room. So you'd be able to spot them from quite far away. You'd mm. see a door and you'd be like, there's Was there more trial room. and error? Like, let's see what I can... Because this yeah. just tells you what to do. No, so I mean, well, well, you couldn't get it wrong. But basically, what it would be is you'd start off and you'd, put, you'd physically place one object on the bench. Yeah. And then if you could combine it with the other item that's currently in your hand... It would the button wouldn't be grayed out, okay. so it would be just a case of you just have it's to. It's a be bit like, more organic. I hate that yeah. word, but we're well, use it. to be fair, some of the things you kind of had an idea and thought, oh, I bet I can combine these two things together, yeah. and it would happen. And it kind of gave you hints by you'd find cards. Basically, the, the idea it worked was you'd be able to make items at any point in the game if you found those two items, you'd be able to combine them, but you wouldn't get the double PP bonus for using that weapon. I, you know, you wouldn't start getting loads of points for using that weapon until yeah. you found the card okay so often you find a card by leveling up it would give you a new card and it would just show you the item but what was cool is it would show you what the item was but it wouldn't tell you how to make it mm. it yeah. would just be like you can use this and it, some of them were really See, that obvious sounds better yeah they, they have moved away from that but yeah looks like it's you kind of you find the blueprint the things are right next to it and so far we with some of them you do recreate them on later on of course you'll know what to to make from that point onwards but yeah like even the the really special ones like we made like a, a mini bomb um, that was like supposed to be a special item. It was a gold blueprint, obviously rarer items than usual. And the items were right next to it anyway. Yeah. So we made it and then... That's the thing is like you would it. usually, and I mean at the start of Dead Rising, it would, you'd always have the basics there. So to be honest, you'd always have something like, it wouldn't completely screw you over. If you go into a maintenance yeah. room, it'd be like, here's a baseball bat and some nails. So you can make like a baseball bat with Yeah, nails. I remember that. I remember seeing people do that. Yeah. So, you know, it would like, it would basically throw you a rope and then later in the game, it might be like, oh, here's some like, you know, petrol and mm. something else so you can make Molotov cocktails mm. or something, you know. But if you wanted to make the more interesting stuff, you'd have to plan ahead. So, yeah. and also each maintenance room would always have the same stuff in it, but it'd be different in each room. Mm. So you'd kind of memorize it. And it had that kind of thing that you have in Dark Souls because even though you did have a map, it didn't mark stuff on the map like items. Yeah. So you'd have to create your own mental map of the world. And that kind of made it feel cooler in a way because navigating felt more important. It wasn't yeah. just... You know, a lot of modern games now, you just follow the kind of golden um, crumbs, the bread trail, mm. tells you where to go to get things. It re- required you to have your own mental map, which I think is a mechanic that too few games do anymore. And I think it's a great shame because I think it's a really satisfying one um, to have to physically remember like where things are. Yeah. 
in your own head. I'm fairly certain I could still draw the Resident Evil mansion layout yeah. from memory. <laughs> and I did it once while I was at work. Uh, not here. Um, <laughs> bored. And yeah, and I think the, the thing with Dead Rising, the, the, thing you, you, the originals that you're getting at, is that, and this is the same for Resident Evil, is that it wasn't all laid out for you, you had to remember, and it made navigating the geography a lot more dangerous yeah. because it was more on you to make the right call. Because you could kill everything in all those games, but eventually you would run out of shit to kill them with. So you had to make the right choices in where you went and, and how you went about it. Whereas now a lot of games are like, go here, checkpoint, go here, checkpoint. There's no danger to navigation anymore. Yeah, which I, is a shame. I think the, the new Dead Rising keeps some of that. I mean, you, you're definitely thinking, right, this weapon's only going to last this long. Mm. I need to find the next replacement. I think what was lovely about... Um, I think I think especially this tied in so nicely with the shopping mall theme mm. was the way you did you did treat it like you were going to the shops. Yeah, uh, so I, I mean, mean maybe like shopping done ASAP. Well, that's it. Maybe I approach shopping it's like more a interesting commando. setting as well. The shopping mall, I think. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. But it was more the fact that it was like. <laughs> It's like having a conversation with the other half or something. Being like, oh, oh, we could pop in here. What would that? That's a good idea. And then maybe there's that nice little Starbucks in the corner. We could get a coffee. That's a good idea. Yeah. And you do that kind of planning, but it would be more like, well, the Japanese tourists are here. I need to save them before they get eaten. And they'd be like, oh, but there's a toy shop here. I can carry the giant bear through to here, and then I can get the machine gun, and I can make a machine gun turret yeah. there. Pardon? And actually, Pardon? you had no precisely. This was one of the cool other cool things about Dead Rising was because it wasn't just inventory items. You could use items that because some of the bigger items you couldn't put in your inventory like mm. the giant cuddly bear and I mean if you wanted to build the machine gun turret sentry bear you had to physically carry one of those bears to a room so it became even more planning of being like yeah. you'd notice you'd be like ah oh, there's a giant bear there and it's quite near to a maintenance room so you'd know that if you ever wanted to make that for something this is a good place to do it mm. because it's the case of like you do start to plan things and you go oh there's a weapon shop here so I can pick up these and and it would just be a combination because it wouldn't all be about combos yeah. it would be sometimes like well there's a sword shop here wicked go and carry loads of swords I love that sword shop yeah it's class and I remember exactly where it is um yeah, and I think that's the thing, is it becomes like, I was worried immediately with Dead Rising when they made it like... It feels, the, the, the environment feels, there's no pattern. Well, it feels like as, a mess, you well, don't also, know where anything is. The fact that as soon as they said, and hey, one of the things you can start to do when you level up your character is make it so instead of needing a sword to make this item, you can use any blade. And mm. that's the point I thought, why is that? That doesn't sound like a good feature. That yeah. sounds like, yeah, they've made, I mean, like, convenience isn't always good. Like... I think Not that's... in that game. That's my biggest problem. It's too convenient. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. Even with this clocking in this timer coming down, oh my gosh, I'm like, everything's just there. Yeah. And the only, only real challenge we have is get through the horde of zombies, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. I like wading through yeah. zombies and chopping things' heads off. You know what? But, I, I was, you know. No, I think you're, you're completely right. The, actual, the, the only part where we've really struggled with it and we thought it was going to go wrong was when we ourselves made a mistake. And, mm. and because we were playing Nightmare Mode, you can only save in certain areas. In the very first stream, we played an hour and a half and realized we hadn't found the save point yet. I realized. <laughs> and then there was like this 20-minute just rush to try and get to a save point and make sure we didn't die along the way. Yeah, but... The, and it, sorry, go on. If that, that, I mean, we did that. That was our... Yeah, we fault. created the atmosphere, yes, not the absolutely. game. We did it because we you know, were being morons. What I was just about to say is that I think good games create a challenge. Yeah, I agree. Great games let you create your own challenge. Mm. And I think what I loved about um, Dead Rising was it allowed you to create your own difficulty curve. And it allowed you to choose, like, and when you died and had to restart the game, and you were a high, slightly higher layer, that was basically like, oh, I failed, but oh well, I'll try again. Mm. Whereas before that, you're like, well, I'm not going to die. I'm going to see how far I can get, 
and it gave you the it was constantly giving you the opportunity to push yourself yeah one of the reasons that my favorite game of all time is Phantasy star online is because of the fact and this is something that very few modern games seem to do which upsets me was it let you kind of access things that you shouldn't be able to via the online stuff so in lots of modern games, it would be like, well, you're not able to go to this level mm. yet because you're only level 10 and mm. you need to be level 20. It kind of gates you off from content that it thinks you're not ready for. Yeah, yeah it wants you to level up. Whereas what I liked about um, Fantasy Star Online was that if you were good enough, you could just you could go straight through from the first level of Forest and you could keep going until you died. Mm. And if you were good enough, you could do it. And... You know, if you went straight through forest, you get to dragon. Oh man, I love PSO. You kill the dragon. <laughs> Killing the dragon on your first go, your first run through forest, yeah. not that difficult, yeah. bit tricky. But then you could go through caves, which was hard. And the boss at the end of caves was a fucker. But if you did it, and I did this once, if you were good enough, you could go straight through and you could kill the boss on caves when you were like level six mm. uh, on your own. Mm. And that's real achievement. Yeah. But also like when you played it online, we used to be able to do amazing stuff. Like you'd be on ruins and you'd all be level like nine. And it's like, this shouldn't be possible. Mm. But giving you the capability to take on challenges that are vastly above your current capability mm. is really satisfying. Yeah, to see it. what you can do with it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Pushing yourself. And a lot of games don't allow you to push yourself. Well, yeah, I think a lot of them are worried about doing it, aren't they? Because if, if, they, if they do that wrong, then players are going to get frustrated. That It's like, oh, well, I could never do this in the first place. And you kind of have to have that balance and make sure the player knows what they're I getting I think it depends to. on the game as well because mostly yeah. I wouldn't like that. I like sometimes just to sort of, you know, it, yeah, it, waltz my way through a game. But with Dead Rising, I'd actually like it to be, to be harder. I mean, well, that's my well, biggest problem. Games should give you enough rope to hang yourself with. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, that's what the original Resident Evil games did really well. Like there's a map, you know, there's some keys, find the keys, uh, uh, you know, make your own strategy and, and again, Left for Dead. Left for Dead, put it on an expert mode and then it's not and then it's not about the game's challenge necessarily it's about how you react and yeah. your strategy yeah. and in the original left for dead the best strategy is for everyone to crouch and the reason is is because <laughs> you don't move fast enough to spawn loads of hordes on you because the game the director or director will always <laughs> yeah, spawn stuff on you if you're moving too quickly but then you don't move slow enough for it to also start essentially sandbagging so you get this constant kind of nice flow and a lot of people are like yeah you know people run off on their own dead <laughs> yeah. so, but if you're all crouched you can't really fire into each other and so you get this you know but you start making your own strategies for games with PSO it seems like you were doing exactly that and with the original uh, Dead Rising Dead Rising 2 it was so the one of the sword shops is in a bit of the mall that's not finished yet and it's like really dark and there's loads of ramps you can climb up you know but to get to that sword shop because it's dark, the enemies are tougher, and you want to get everyone through, but you're like, how many hostages or whatever survivors can I get through at the same time? And so the game is constantly going, I mean, you, you can do that. You go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and bang, yeah. down comes yeah. the hammer, and you're fucked. <clears throat> you're like, but you learn something, whereas when games hold your hand, you don't learn anything. Well, that's the thing, and it's almost like actually the combat in PSO, despite the fact that it was really simple, is actually kind of weirdly feels it reminds me of dark souls in the way that on a purely numbers game you're going to lose if mm. you let these enemies hit you you will die in like on pso when you were going in difficulties you shouldn't be in because there were no caps it was like you could go into hard difficulty yeah. when you were like a level one character and it's like yeah you can do that and it's like oh you got hit by an enemy you're dead like yeah. it would kill you in one hit mm. but if you were good enough at the game you would know the behaviors of the enemies and in dark souls obviously they're a lot more complex and the enemies behave in much more erratic and dangerous ways yeah. whereas in this pso they just come towards you and hit you mostly um but if you knew the timings of their attacks and you knew all the stuff you could always just be a pixel out of range and you could be mm. weaving around and 
it, it gave you the, the ability to kind of do stuff that you shouldn't be able to. Um, I think actually when it, they both came out, I've said this before, but this, this kind of ability to make your own challenge and, and as you say, being given the rope to hang yourself. I think when Skyrim and Dark Souls both came out, I think one of the reasons I felt so kind of... I played a lot of Skyrim and I quite enjoyed it. Mm. I enjoyed the narrative aspects of it. I not enjoyed yeah, being like, it. Yeah, I agree. I'm saving the magician's college and stuff. To be honest, and this is, I'll, I'll get probably you get crucified for this, but I turn most Bethesda game difficulties down to easy because I just enjoy walking around in the world and letting see what's happening with the story. I don't want to be challenged yeah, in those yeah, games. I, just like finding out what's going to happen. I don't, think that's, I don't blame you for that. That's the worst game to do it in because the combat in, in a lot of the Bethesda games is... It's jank. Yeah, and it's... it's pretty crap, yeah. It, it is very much a numbers game, but in the most boring way because you're often, if you're playing like a sword and shield class, you'll just hit yeah. the other guy and... Oblivion especially. More health Oblivion was just I mean, stupid. I hated the fact that Skyrim was scaled to you. Yeah. I think there yeah, was. I think there was nonsense. the only times in Skyrim when I felt challenged was when I, for, for some reason, bears were just more more dangerous yeah, than dragons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mam- mammoths were more dangerous than uh, dragons as well. You don't want to mess with a mammoth. No, it's true. So and um, also, like I think there was like at one point I opened a magic treasure chest or something, and some <laughs> giant leech came, and I just I had a lovely moment where this leech was chasing me down a mountain. I had no potions. It was really fucking me up. Yeah. It was a blizzard, and I was just like. One of my fondest memories of Skyrim was running the fuck away from a leech. <laughs> from a leech yeah. that kept chasing me that's way longer than it should have done. But that's and I was thing, scared. Yeah. And the thing was, though, generally, what I hated about Skyrim was anywhere you went, it was always scaled to be like something you could do. Mm. Whereas, as I've always said, one of my favorite things about Dark Souls is right at the start, it's like the obvious way to go appears to be the cemetery almost. Yeah. And you go, oh, I'm going to the cemetery. It's like skeletons that that fuck idea? you up. Mm. Uh, you've just taught him something. No, but what is wonderful <laughs> about it... That's taught me though, nothing. <laughs> what's great about... This, this is what makes Don't it great. Cemetery. And this is why the whole scaling stuff in Skyrim made, left me feeling really cold because it doesn't give you the option to do it. Mm. Was that what I love about the cemetery is for the first few times I played Dark Souls, I was like, don't go to the cemetery straight away. Well, you do actually. <laughs> it's worth going there because there's some good stuff you can well, get. I'll but talk about it in a minute. it's the fact that when you... You can. And actually, one last time I played it on my own, I was like... I'm going to go to the cemetery first. You're going to do it. And you can. There's a boss. You go into the depths and mm. stuff. Pinwheel is a boss there. If you want, you can do that first. Same Pinwheel. Yeah. That's brilliant. He's a really easy boss. Brilliant. I love the name. He's a really easy boss at the end of a really hard section. But you, I like the fact that it's like you shouldn't. And the game knows that you shouldn't. But it still allows you to you. try and do it. It lets you do it. But and you can do it. On that note, because I get a lot of tweets about this, we are still doing... We're going to do the whole video of me playing Dark Souls for the first time. And it'll be soon now because yep. YouTube things have gone back to somewhat normality. So maybe this week, next week. So we're not, I haven't forgotten. I am going to do it and you can watch it in all its I'm looking forward horrific, to <laughs> horrific glory. I don't want to be a part of it because I know too much about the game. It's going to be okay. great. How? I, okay, we'll chat about this later. I've not, um, I've not finished uh, Dark Souls, but um, I, know I, I love it. I think it's amazing, but I'm not on Matt's level on the kind of know everything about the game. So it's still stuff that I'm discovering. But even I wish that I could just delete all yeah. of that. Like, delete the cache. Genuinely scared. You guys again. make it sound like but, I'm going to get murdered for real. But in terms of, like, it's the just game allow, enabling you to do whatever you want, it's not Dark Souls, it's Demon Souls. So when the game starts, you essentially get killed and sent to the underworld. Except you cannot be killed. Like, there's a way for you to defeat the massive boss the game starts with. So, like, someone on YouTube is like, you, are you in your pants or something? You're, yeah. You've got no, you're nothing. And this thing is gigantic. And when you can kill it, it's yeah. narrative devices. And then to kill you get you. the credits and the game over. It's or... to kill you and send you to the underworld. No, this guy's like, I don't think so. And that's the perfect example of 
you yeah, that's creating the I think challenge. basically then you get a treasure and then you, you for whatever reason, you do you then do, get, you do go on. yourself. If like, the game doesn't go. just go, uh, you broke what? What? <laughs> <laughs> But it allows you to, yeah. But there's that game on PSP made by the Capcom man who I forgot the name of. Uh, for someone that people will be screaming at their, their, their listening devices now but he made a game on the PSP it was, it was like Monster Hunter uh, and you can you, you basically the first thing you do is fight the last boss that's a soul sacrifice that's or, right you, yeah. can, you, can, you can complete it in 20 minutes like you, fight, you fight the fast boss he's supposed to kill you if not you kill him and he goes right well done you did the game <laughs> that's I love my that. favourite game full time yeah man. I love that Just <laughs> I, think, I think that's fantastic it is I think that's brilliant it is so smart. good there's a little element of that at the start of Dark Souls and the fact that the tutorial at the start it, it introduces you to boss but you've got a shit broken sword and you just have to run yeah. away but and then you fight him five minutes later when you've got a sword and mm. you have to beat him I'm genuinely intimidated by Dark Souls but you Souls. can beat him with a broken sword like yeah. it's is, hard but you can do it is there a difficulty option nah <laughs> Nah, mate. <laughs> I, I, never, I literally never even turned it on. I've but, only ever looked at the box. The, that reaction, the kind of it, it, because a difficulty option in the game runs so counter to how the game is but, built. I know it's not built for easy, medium, or hard. It's all, built for you. Scare, you your own ability evolves, not yeah. the game. All my dancers' information comes from you two. You're going to love it. It is one of the. I think it is. The more I think about, it, I think it's the best game I'm, I've ever played. Probably. And the atmosphere is so good. It's so, like it's, um, it's genuinely, like it's kind of genuinely scary. and you know what? Like I wasn't expecting it because I was the main reason we started doing um, Dark Souls Pants Man. If you want to, if you want to watch me completing the whole Dark Souls in my pants, the whole thing is on YouTube. It's it's long, but it's quite a lot of fun. Um, but I kind of did it because I wanted to play some more Dark Souls. Mm. Basically, and it was a nice idea to do but in Japan. It was a fantastic experience for me because of the fact that having everyone on the stream, like I thought, I knew a lot about that game. I didn't know anything about mm. that game, mm. like, even though I completed it like almost two times. I didn't know anything and just having people telling us about the law and all yeah. this stuff that I'd never knew about the I world and the game it's really cool world and there's so many secrets and so many little things and so many like elements of plot which it just doesn't tell you about but obviously people have, have delved into it it's, mm. a, it's a beautiful it's a piece of work anyway I should probably stop talking about Dark that Souls that was an amazing tangent I feel <laughs> I'm responsible for that I didn't say anything that was like <laughs> controversial this time actually on that note I'd like to apologise for last week about talking about Knives <laughs> uh, a lot of people tweeted me as it was a joke I don't think knives should be used in any walk of life apart from cooking I did sort That's of caveat at the time though that you were like quite I, deeply I, I, unwell I was unwell and on pills and it was a joke but maybe a joke that went too far no of course, so, of course. it's of good course. to clarify yeah. um, <laughs> don't use knives <laughs> don't use knives unless you're cooking then it's alright I'll tell you what I've been playing though actually um, I've been playing Zelda yes I knew Link you Between Worlds because I'm doing so it again good. on hero mode fuck that and um, you know what we're talking about with making your own challenges and stuff? Yeah. I think what's interesting about this game, and I think it is a very interesting Zelda game, I think a lot of people have said it's, it's reductive and it's sort of just another Zelda game. No, but I, I think a lot of the changes they've made to it are really smart. Mm. And also they're changes that I think would be counterintuitive. And if I'd just seen them on paper, raw, mm. I would have been horrified. Like the fact that now they've made it so that you don't have bombs and arrows, you just have this... A meter. Energy bar. Yeah, and that corresponds to all your items. Yeah. All your items use the same yeah. thing that is a regenerating. So you can't run out of bombs. Mm. You can't run out of arrows. Yeah. So I would have been like, Sounds really? Wonderful. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, obviously, we'll get to you in a minute. But um, <laughs> I think what I like about it is a lot of people say it's too easy. And I don't think it is. And it's made me really think about the nature of game design in a way because it is, it's not, it's really hard to describe this, but a lot of people say it's too mean. easy, right? 
because they did they got through the game and they realized they didn't die like you said you died like 11 times it tells you at the end i died yeah. 11 times yeah i've died so far i've just got to the kind of low rule bit where you go yeah. into the other dimension yeah. spoilers but sorry that's if you don't know that you're an idiot yeah but i still love you but you're an idiot it's on the box <laughs> yeah. it's on all the posters <laughs> it's on the trailer it's like it's everywhere yeah it's on the key art um <laughs> but it's basically i'm about maybe a third of the way through the game mm. and it's i've only died once and because that's because it's not like super challenging in mm. terms of combat. I've had a couple of moments where it really just ramps it up and get, yeah. puts you in a horrible situation. You've got bits to come die. as well where it gets difficult. As I'm well. sure. Yeah. I'm sure. But you know, the thing that I like about it is that they've people seem to think it's easy because you don't die when actually dying is not what makes a game difficult. And dying as a mechanic is not fun. Mm. Dying came no, from I the arcade it, yeah. machines. The yeah. whole reason of death put was more money. In. Put more money in. Yeah. That was why risk of failure was the prime motivator mm. for games for years, purely because lives, lives were something you could sell yeah. to people. Whereas now, like, I kind of think the fear of dying is important, but not the actual death itself. I totally agree. And I think that's where it excels. Zelda. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Is basically, I'm not dying very often, but because of the rental system, it means that that allows you to create your own challenge because the safest way to do it it would be to just buy a cup, rent a couple of items mm. and then get the items that you need for yeah. that temple because it's quite clearly flagged. It shows you outside the temple what items yeah, yeah. you need for that temple. So the safest thing to do is rent the items you need, go and do the temple. If you die, never mind, you lost maybe 100 rupees because of that. But that's not how I want to play it. So mm. I rent all of the items. Exactly how I did it. Exactly how and I did I it. And I know that that means that any secrets I find pretty much along the way, a lot of the secrets, I'll be able to get the secret rupees and do the yeah, stuff. because you've got the stuff you need to I've do it. All the it's exactly how I played this but game. But I also know that if I die, I lose effectively about 400 rupees. Mm. And it means that whilst I'm not dying, it means I'm worried about dying. Exactly. And that bleeping heart all of a sudden becomes Yeah, genuine, suddenly becomes like, genuinely yeah. worried. And actually, I've had a point where, because I was on a bleeping heart on the world map, I'm like, fuck this. And I teleported back to my house. I have. I've left I just dungeons. Like, I left dying. dungeons, yeah, because I thought it's easier for me to go out, find a pot, get a heart, yep. than it is to die and have to go through all the ordeal of doing it. But it's it like makes the, the fights really intense. Yeah, it was, yeah. It makes some of the, like, the fights and some of the sections really intense. But I also think that's why you don't die as much, like you said, because you're more aware of it. Therefore, yeah. I don't want to say you play better but you're more smarter. focused, maybe. You play smarter, maybe, and that's why people don't Well, in die. previous it's, games, the, the, what would happen if you died, you'd go, oh, fuck, so yeah, back it, to the start it, it of the dungeon. It kicked you back to the dungeon, it, like, yeah. a waste of time more than yeah. anything. It's not really yeah. going to impact your, what items you've got or anything. Whereas like even that. though now, I've, like, bought half of the items from the shop, and I'm, like, rupees aren't so much of a problem anymore, and I'm not that far off probably buying some more of them. Yeah. It's, I don't want to die, because mm. it's like, I've created the challenge, and it's dumb now, that this should have to be a thing with but video games there. But it's got to the point where now I've created myself a challenge, but I'm not going to die. Yeah. And that's I, good though. I think it sounds dumb that, that I should wonderful. have to create that because games usually do that for you, but they don't anymore. Mm. And now it means like, yeah, that's my challenge is yeah. I don't want to die. And whenever I die, I'm angry with myself because yeah. I'm like, fuck, you yeah, got killed. Exactly. I also think people forget as well, and I'm sure people would say I don't agree, but I really do think this. Nintendo, Nintendo, Zelda handheld games have never been truly brutal they weren't as hard as a like, ocarina of time master quest or anything like that like link's no. awakening was it was tough but it was never you know it never slammed her minish cap was a walkthrough yeah let's face it and i think people forget that every zelda game that's ever been made for a handheld maybe link's awakening aside there has been some sense of accessibility there because mm-hmm. since the game boy nintendo saw that as their console for everybody and we want everyone to have a game boy you know every that's why they released the ill fatty game girl for a while um and then people forget that so this to me if anything is probably more of a challenge than those games because of the mechanics it's introduced but you know you're right and, and I mean also the, I love the adventure element they brought back 
I love oh, the man, fact... exploring is incredible, yeah. Because death is now a risk, right? Because death is now something that's not just an irritation. It's something mm. that actually causes you, like, trouble. It means that for the first time, this is the first time it's ever happened to me in a Zelda game, I went to a temple, I got killed, mm. and I thought, right, I don't want to get killed again. And so what I did was I went and I started exploring the world map. And yeah, I thought, no, before I go back into that dungeon, I want to find four heart pieces so I've got another heart yeah. because that other heart will stop me from dying. Yeah. And it meant that I just basically started wandering. And you discover so much cool stuff. Yeah. I love the fact that you don't just get items from dungeons anymore. Like, you, I got my ability to pick up rocks and throw them just from a dude in a house. Yeah, yeah. The Hyrulean uh, the <laughs> Shield is just in a shop. Yeah. Want to buy it? Yeah. You just, you, you got, you, it doesn't tell you that. You've no, got to find that shop. It doesn't do the whole thing of being like, you've got to go here and yeah. talk to this guy to get this item. You just find stuff. It's so open. It's so open. You expect would be parts of a dungeon yeah. or parts of a puzzle. Yeah. And they're not. And it's just the fact that you can go and just potter about and do stuff and find secrets mm. and find stuff. I spent a lot of time just going around finding little weird shell creatures that upgrade your items. Oh, man, that because I was Maui just like, mouths, I want to do it. Love it, yeah. And it's weird because I've got so much of how these games work in my head now. It's almost like we talked about this with MMOs of that sensation of being like going through the motions because yeah. you know you have to. It doesn't feel like that at all. I don't feel like I've, I'm like I need to go and get ten of these so I can do this. Mm. I'm just pottering about, finding stuff, yeah. and I'm not in a hurry to do the temples. Yeah. There's so few games that ma- that manage to get yeah. you in that mind frame as well. Precisely, it's especially when they're really like difficult. using tropes that you know about, yeah. because they try and be like, "Hey, explore, do some side quests, have fun." Side quests now to me, just the word makes me feel bored. Yeah, because there's always. Now, side quests in RPG is just a fluff to keep you going. It's yeah. like his morale. Oh, they're, they're time sinks, aren't they? That's it, really. Whereas this, it's the simple Zelda stuff. I like the fact that you almost second guess it. Like the bit where you do get the power glove so you can pick up rocks. Yeah. The guy says to you afterwards, oh, feel free to chuck, get rid of some of those rocks outside my house yeah. if you want, but you don't have to. And I'm just like, I go outside. Oh, I checked all those rocks. I clear all of his uh, rocks. And rocks. then as soon as you throw the last rock, he comes out and goes, oh, wow. And he gives you a big, oh, wow. and he, oh, he gives you a big fat rupee. Yeah, and also, I've got to say, I oh. fucking love that they've got rid of the wallets because we was, I was saying this to you the yeah, other day, yeah. Simon. There was nothing I hated more in Zelda than when you found like a big rupee, oh, yeah. and you had a full wallet, and you're like, no, I know what a waste. It's a what complete a waste. waste of money. Devastating. Uh, whereas now it's just like because there's no cap, it's like. You never just feel keep... like, oh, there's no point in me doing this now because... That you get more and you spend more as well. Yeah. They've balanced it very, very well. And to be honest, that's probably a mechanic they can take on through all Zelda games now. I didn't really think I missed trying to find a stupid wall. No, <laughs> same. I mean, that's the thing is I honestly think that they've done a great job of sprucing up the series. And actually, weirdly, and I, you know, it's the same with XCOM, actually. When they first saw they were simplifying XCOM, I was yeah. like, oh, fuck you guys. I don't want it simplified. Mm. And then it came out and I was like, you know what? These simplifications just keep, they make, make the work. game better. Yeah, totally good. And I really think they have. Mm. So I'd, I'd really highly recommend it. I mean, we made a video last week saying about how should you get an Xbox One or a PS4? Mm. And my answer right now is don't get either. They're fucking boring and there aren't any really good games for them. 3DS. Buy probably. a 3DS XL. I don't know about you, but the 3DS XL, the 3D works better in my it's eyes. On the bigger screen, on the it's XL. Better. Oh, it's, yeah, I totally agree. It's, uh, I can't think of the word, but it just looks better. It does. Yeah. And I've always hated the 3D on that console. I've always yeah, been. I've, I've only Zelda. been playing in 2D so Zelda. Far. Yeah. I mean, not that your Zelda. A Link Between World does use it exceptionally well. It does. It uses it in a way when you think it actually would be worse without the 3D on. Yeah, fair enough. Whereas Ocarina of Time doesn't. Ocarina just has it. It's the first game, I must admit, I've always said that they should get rid of the 3D, but it's the Mm. first game I've played where actually I love the 3D in it. Yeah. 
And I've heard people say that about Mario 3D Land, and I haven't played that myself You'd yet. You'd hope so. You'd hope so. I'm starting to think that Mario 3D Land is the, the best looking game this year. Do you know that? I was Do you mean 3D World? What did I say? Well, land. I meant world. I meant world. Yeah. Uh, I think just the, the way it looks, I think it's, it's astonishing. I think it's yeah. nicer than Rise. But it does. I mean, there's, there's, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's some bits in, um, in Link Between Worlds where you're kind of going up dungeons and they're kind of staircases and there's, oh. there's the drops down. Yeah. You then realize that you look down as you move that because there's lots of tower dungeons, because obviously that's a Zelda thing, yeah. dungeons with different levels, being able to see the scale of, of like vertigo, isn't it? looking right down to the bottom and getting that incredible sense of depth, mm. you realize that for a top-down game like Zelda with that incredible depth and detail... It's perfect because yeah. it really is. Like, there's some bits where you almost do, as you say, get vertigo when you're dropping down. Oh yeah, it's a great sense of it. Yeah. It's an amazing game. I mean, I think a lot of people, if, if you're not a massive Zelda fan, then maybe you won't appreciate it as much. But I just think that I think most people get something out of it. There's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And to me, it's, it's a really amazing Christmas game because it just, it oh, makes me feel Christmas like a child game. again. Yeah. And I'm kind of half saving it because I want to play. Yeah, it you want to play over those those breaks on Christmas. Yeah, yeah I totally um, agree. I'm glad you like it, man. Makes me very it. happy. I really love it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm also enjoying the story, but I won't yeah. talk about that at all. Yeah, but cracking a couple game. of nice twists. If you've got well. a 3ds, you need to get that game again. Definitely another must-have for the 3ds, baby. It's console Just of the year, hands down. down. Yeah, hands down. There's a, a video coming for that whole idea right next week. Yeah, yes, there is games to to get for your. Yeah, probably gonna start working on that 3DS. this week. But yeah, basically we're gonna we've you know keep saying that console is the best console to get right now. So we're gonna do a little rundown of all the games that you should definitely check out because Hell there yeah. are a lot of really good games on 3ds that you may not know about and that's the thing a lot of them are actually quite it's a lot of really good core experiences as well like mm. you know stuff like fire emblem if you never played a fire emblem oh, game God, i need to do that the one on the 3ds is probably the best oh it's up there it's definitely like, an argument fire to have. it's game. fantastic yeah monster hunter is class on the 3DS. i'm not going anywhere near animal crossing i've, I've, <laughs> seen, I've seen well you change as a result of that oh, animal crossing i always like the idea of i'm a bit too old for it now or something i don't know maybe my heart's just broken or something i don't mm. know um, anyway, how are you getting on, Chris? Yeah, so last week you I, better be uh, at that damn forest course. temple, boy. I have, but I haven't. <laughs> you got, did it. You did the yeah. forest temple. That's good. That's I, so cool. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, the forest temple is should be renamed to the temple of small silver keys that you have to go looking for. Well, if, you, if, you think, if you think that now, yeah, you got to pull all the dungeons. Admittedly, there. it's not quite a catch, as catchy a name. No, but, it's not. Yeah. But there you are. Um, yeah, I I was kind of surprised when I completed the forest temple how much. It, it really ramps up the story. Like I don't, she I don't gets know, involved, right? I don't know why, but I was kind of expecting that. Um, like for the next real big jump in the storyline would be when I've completed all the temples, yeah. and then it carries on just in that kind of traditional game sense. But no, everything kicks off after. Yeah. Turns out I wasn't actually a child elf all along. No, nope. I've been stolen by a tree who kept me in his village. Yeah. Um, you know, there's that classic fairy tale yeah. of the giant tree that stole a boy. Yeah, that's a good story. You've got, you've got <laughs> so, timeless. You've got many more so, twists and turns to go. Where are you now then? Where I, you've done the forest temple? Was yeah, that it? yeah, that's that's the, I, right, I okay. haven't had a whole lot of time. So you've chatted um, to Sheik. Yeah, yeah. I oh man, I I don't even know where I'm going next. I need to kind of. <sighs> it will let you know. Have a little bit. It will of drop you some See, seeds. I really want to get my my horse sorted because I. You I can now. It's, it's Go cool. to... Yeah. <gasps> it's the farm called. Oh, he changed the, the name of it, doesn't he? The, the fucker. It's the ranch. <laughs> it's, what's it called? It's Mario's Ranch. No, no, no it's, it's not. not. What's the name? It's, it's got Mar- Marlo? No, Mar- Marlon. Marlon. Is it just Marlon's right here name? We're awful people. We don't know this. I hate me too. Don't worry, <sighs> I'm internet. Gonna, I'm going to hate me too. Because like when, when, I, when I was a kid, I... I uh, I went to the ranch, played a song to the pony. That's and, good, you got to do And that, everything yeah. was good. And it's all right. I, I thought that's when I was going to get it, but no. Go back, chat to the evil man. Well, 
but, well, Mario's, that guy. Mario's fallen asleep in a village. And I've got the, the chicken to wake him up. Mm. But I, when he wakes Just up, he doesn't... Just talk to the evil guy at the ranch. The evil guy? That's not Mario. I thought oh, I was going to start... Have some you not been Marlon? I was going to yeah. create he a ranch rebellion. He hasn't been back to the ranch. He'll go not back, been to, back the to the ranch. Let's go back to the ranch, my friend. You've got to go back to the ranch, man. It's Lon Lon Ranch. Lon Lon Ranch. I'm sorry, well... And it's because the ranch belongs to Malon. You can stone me to death. Father Talon. That's right. But there's another character. I got that wrong as well. I don't deserve to be alive. Everything I just based my life no, on is I, over. I, well, I have been back and seen that Luigi's now in control <laughs> and is like <laughs> and is like working with Luigi. Gandalf. Yeah. Oh, you mean the bad dude? Yeah. yeah so you have been back. It's based on Mario and Luigi, isn't it? No. It, it is. It's not based on Mario and Luigi. Oh, Zelda. What are you talking about? And also, like, he's he's evil. Luigi isn't evil. That's slander. <laughs> wow. In this, the year of Luigi. How dare you <laughs> how, accuse him how of can being you do evil? This in this, the year of Luigi. <laughs> okay. Did, they actually, did Nintendo say that, or did we make that up? I don't know who I can. No, they did say it was the year of Luigi. What were they thinking? The I think year were... of Luigi. It definitely wasn't, <laughs> for guy record. Is that, is that what they're going to blame on in the long run? We shouldn't have let Luigi have control of <laughs> yeah, exactly. the Wii U. He's killed the Wii U. God damn it. Um, it would make sense. He's incompetent. We're talking about that later, right? About Mario sales. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think so, yeah. It's part okay. of the news. But, I've got yeah, something to say. Other than Zelda on my, on my bus rides, I played uh, Resogun quite a lot. Yeah. And Brat's obsession with Redogun is, this isn't a joke, is uh, the equivalent of a crack addict no, it, it, on it's, crack. It's I've heard it's of, good. It's interesting. Oh, it's amazing. But I went in there, he didn't blink for five minutes when he was playing and he had bloodshot eyes and he refused to go home. It, it, it's, it's interesting <laughs> it's true. you it to, to drugs because I, I, I haven't taken drugs. I haven't taken all of the drugs. But if I did take all of the drugs, I think it would be a similar experience to sitting down and playing Res again. Because no. there's just, it's a video feature colour just feel. explodes <laughs> in your face and it's so, so good. I, I, You're I, really good at it as well, aren't you? Well, I don't know. You're I, in the top 2,000 at one point. That's on, not bad. On, only on one level. It's not bad, and it took though. me a long time, Simon. Yeah, but still, I think that's, in top 2,000 on anything, I think it's pretty good. Um, I don't know how many people have bought the game, though. Probably not a huge... Well, it, no, you get, it comes free of PlayStation Plus, doesn't it? Uh, uh, it's, yeah. How many people have PlayStation so Plus? Every, well, you get... Well, you still look good at it, anyway. You get a free trial when you get the PlayStation 4, so doesn't everyone have Resogun? Maybe. You'd think Maybe. so, but I worry that most won't. Are you I trying to undermine my achievement here, Matt? God damn it! That's exactly what I'm trying to do. Everything you do, I will destroy <laughs> the thing is, is it more like uh, Ikaruga or is it more like Geometry Wars? Because it's a very big difference for me. Uh, there was a lot of bees in that. Sentence. It was, yeah. yeah I like, I like very bee. big difference. <laughs> I, I'm not sure it is that much like Geometry Wars other than the fact that it's very, very colourful. Oh, I prefer if it's like Geometry Wars. It's, um, it's not like a classic shoot 'em up because obviously you can go in any direction yeah, yeah. and there's, there's these objectives. You, can, you have to pick up the humans as you go along and... There's this constant kind of time constraint there. His face lit up again. Look, his face is lit up with a crack. It's re- oh, it's just... I look forward to it because obviously when we get our... Because we're still having some trouble with our capture stuff because of the place it's joy. I've been, I've been told it might be today, might be tomorrow. Yeah, but when we'll that see. happens, because obviously Brett's been playing a lot of Resogun, we'll definitely have a video up. It'll probably be an expert's guide as well. An addict's guide to Resogun. Well, th- oh, they... First of all, you'll need a teaspoon. <laughs> a There's no way I can record that whilst we talk. No, I'm going to have to record that. Before. No, that's fine. It would, that's fine. It would kill me. <laughs> Imagine having a conversation and playing a game like that. Uh, it's impossible. not. It's not easy. That's no, for impossible. sure. No, Although you, you know, sometimes you get in a zone. Like it was like, do you remember when you? Oh God, yeah. I had we were to playing trick Dark, you into <laughs> talking about something. When we were playing Demon Souls. I, whenever I was concentrating on it, I oh, kept you just dying. Vanished, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as oh, right, I see. It, Brad discovered that if he started talk, getting to me to talk about Viva Pinata, I was just basically so like, your subconscious kicked in. I was breezing through yeah. it, and I was just absolutely slicing these enemies <laughs> oh, to pieces. There you go. So as long as I was talking about like my favourite. Viva Pinatas, mm. my favourite is Crocodile. Um, then I could do anything. So there you go. No, not Crocodile, Cocodile, of, of course. course. Cocodile. I've never played puns it. Puns based on our oh, mate. 
Viva Pinata. It very almost made my list of the generation of games. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. It's you an incredible. Remember we had that chat about game. it when you were really excited about it. You love, it, you love Viva everyone Pinata. should play that game. It's what was the sequel called? Oh, Trouble in Paradise. That's right. It was rubbish because they made new achievements for it, and the achievements in the original game were perfect because they basically, when you got all the achievements, you mm. finished the game, yeah. and they're all like really nicely staggered. Like you get like five of this type, five of this type, and it would be like, oh, you're a master gardener now, so you get fifty G, and you're like, oh, uh, stop it, bro. He laughed at masturbator. Uh, what? Yes, I laughed at master gardener. Yeah, but you were thinking of that. Oh, <laughs> you're thinking about wanking, <laughs> <laughs> filth bag. But um, yeah, in the second one, they were like, oh, well, we'll have to make the achievements different. So they made them all really obscure things that you really had to go out your way to do. I see. Rather than giving you a motivation is that Rare's last is good that... game then uh, Viva Piñata yeah, arguably you so you can't just hand out oh, the title oh no Nuts and Bolts was like not was perfect was Viva Piñata yeah, but... Sugar Madiz I did not know but, that but uh, if they made the achievements for the second game exactly the same as the first game pretty would much good. it would have been equally amazing tinkering for tinkering sakes never good anyway uh, Steve what have you played this week um, a lot of FIFA next gen though right Xbox One FIFA yeah a lot of Xbox One PS4 uh, FIFA, I like it a lot more than the current gen version. Mm. You're playing. Oh, is, it, is that for? Are you, why are you playing both? Surely you want to keep one save file. Well, mm, I haven't been playing any of the kind of campaign modes. Ah, okay. Simply because uh, time on the machines is at a premium, so yeah. whichever one's free, I just grab it. Yeah, you've been flirting with both consoles. Oh, you know how it is. You know, yeah. but um, I think it's really accomplished. I think there's still a few like kind of slight problems with it, but mm. on the whole, it's you know, in the last generation, FIFA was moving in a certain direction. It felt like it needed to take a lot bigger leaps, but it couldn't. And I thought that was maybe a bit cynical. And I think it was, but then I, when you see this one, obviously there's a lot more power available to them and it's it has made not a massive, but like a mini leap, like a lot more animations. And crucially, you can get in and out of animations quicker now. So there's obviously a lot mm. more memory. Like dodge cancel. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. crosses are still balls, though. I played a few games, and one game, I think it was Sunday yes, versus Arsenal. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it finished 4 4, and every goal came from a cross on the head. Oh, Ridiculous. Really? I, thought, I, know, I thought they patched that. Well, I thought that. I but they, they, pa- they patched it on the current one. What? The and not the version. What? They knew they'd made a mistake Honestly, and then didn't I don't make the same think, patch. I don't I, like FIFA 14 nonsense. last gen, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the one that just came out. And I'm not a massive fan of next gen. This is the first year I won't play FIFA. That, that breaks me, man. But My heart is crying. In terms of uh, in terms of games that aren't FIFA that I've been playing, I fired up Call of Duty Four on PC oh, the other man. day. Modern Warfare. Yeah, Jeez. and just to just see our multiplayer. Um, is anyone still on it? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. and it's modded as well. So um, I just jumped onto a server, and it was on the map Strike. I think it is. I remember that. So if you remember it, it's that one. And there was now about 36 players in the game. And Jeez. so the mini-map was just constant kind of spawning and dying of like little blinking arrows and such. But they modded in their own kill streaks, And uh, because there were so many more players mm. on the map, which was quite small, it gave the game like a proper battlefield <laughs> feeling about it. And you had to creep for territory yeah. and turn the map. Whereas turning the map in, in Call of Duty... What you know, kind you of kill streaks did people modded in? So there was... There's one that was like a Predator drone now. So in I think in Call of Duty 4, it was Radar, as it was called then. Radar Airstrike. Radar Airstrike and then the Chopper. But now there was one for five and you could... And all of this nonsense. And I was like, How? this actually looks amazing. <laughs> I mean, there's so many people still playing. And I love I love that about... They just reclaimed the game. They yeah. went, right, this is ours now. And we'll do whatever the fuck we want with it. Yeah. No. So fuck ghosts and that nonsense. Here's what we think. Like going back so, and play Halo 3. But uh, yeah. I kind of like that. I think there's an interesting... I think that's almost the future of of 
games in terms of the libraries, you know? Mm. Mm. Because it's a shame that, you know, very often now games just get abandoned by publishers and we always have like, you know, I mean, to be fair, a lot of them, it's like EA are switching off the servers for Shitty Punch 4. Tiger yeah. Woods, PJ4, for Facebreaker. No. I know, and it's like, uh, you know, that's, that's what, I couldn't remember the name of it, so I said Shitty Punch. Your but name's that's what better. I we apt. should spend 30 seconds each week just yelling EA for making Facebreaker. What a pile of shit. Like, honestly, <laughs> fucking they, they hell. They make good games though, so I'll let them yeah, off. Yeah, but that one. But they did also, bad. EA did also release Army of Two and on the back it said uh, only for license in certain countries, not for sale in Czechoslovakia. I was like, probably not, seeing as it's not been a country for 20 years. <laughs> but uh, and oh, also, didn't yeah. they have with uh, the world, the official World Cup game, didn't they have for the Republic of Ireland, they had its um, national anthem was uh, God Save the Queen. Oh, <laughs> the oh of all the blunders God. to make. That's bad. But yes, um, libraries. Yeah, that's the thing is, I we're talking about uh, Fantasy Online earlier. It was nice to see the fact that now PSO obviously is kind of like the Dreamcast servers. Funnily enough, I don't think are going anymore. I'm not sure. I'd be surprised if they well. were. Um, and obviously the GameCube as well. I mean, I could never get the fucking GameCube to work online. No, I had, it was an absolute nightmare. I spent a fortune on all the, all the yeah, adapters. Broadband adapter. I just couldn't get them shit. to work. I spent yeah. so long. Same with the PS2 one. I, was <laughs> trying, I tried to use the warp pipe the, stuff. The VHS that goes oh, in the back. Everything. Anyway... Um, I like the fact that obviously with Blue Burst on the PC, it came out on the PC for a bit, but then all the official support for it just disappeared. But mm. then I think it's still going anyway. Maybe not. Maybe it's shut down now. But for many years, there were like unofficial servers that you could yeah. just basically mm. use. And a lot of it obviously got a bit plagued by cheaters and stuff. But people were still like, you know, fixing it and doing sorting it out and doing new events. And, you know, because obviously what was nice about PSL at the time and the whole Dreamcast online era was it had all this unfair fathomable stuff to do with calendar days so like <laughs> like you had like oh you know if you switch it on on this day it yeah. does stuff and oh yeah that bore. they used to do it with nights on the saturn you remember yeah. you had the christmas nights yeah. and stuff um but yeah with pso it had special events and they were really lame in retrospect yeah. but it was cool that you'd log on and there'd be a new special quest that you could yeah, do yeah true um gives you a reason it kind of kept that stuff going a bit which is nice and I kind of worry with stuff like obviously Games for Windows Live is now becoming defunct very soon, mm. which means all, if you haven't got the achievements on the PC version of Dark Souls, then you quick. can get them quick. And <laughs> good luck with that because they are a bastard. Yeah. Uh, like some of them are like get every weapon in the game, which requires you to complete the game like seven times. Oh, good. That'll be fun. No. Five I mean, yeah, It's just like, yeah, precisely. Yeah. Something like 50 as well. It's a big one, the fuckers. Anyway. <laughs> um, I kind of worry that with games like that because I don't really trust Namco to appreciate the long-term benefit of something like that because yeah. they seem like a dim company. Um, I just worry that with any masterpieces like that which require online to really function... They won't die gonna, one day. They might yeah? die. Maybe. It might just be the case if somebody's just going to go, you know what, only 10,000 people are playing this now. Mm. Let's just switch it off. Yeah. Um, which is a concern. And I just hope that, especially with all these new consoles having very kind of closed off ecosystems, yeah. I worry about the future of stuff like that. And in terms of games now increasingly just have online as a part of You're them. right, because you can yeah. always just oh, yeah. plug Mario Kart into your snares, yeah. but games like that won't work. They're not like that won't work. No, Games yeah. aren't built like that yeah. anymore. I wonder with the consoles themselves, what happens when you try and use the Xbox One in oh, 25 work. years? It will not like, work. Is that something probably that will be possible? Now, I don't think That's a good work. point, actually. Yeah, especially with the online stuff. Yeah. Unless they, at the end of the cycle, do a patch which turns that off just for collectors. It is interesting because it's like, you know... It's you, brand new territory, isn't it? That's the thing with games. Mega Drive and Snares, if you've still got in the cupboard, yeah. you can plug them in, yeah. play the Mega, them. The Mega Drive and Snares had um, internet connectivity via um, adapters you could buy. They did, but they, yeah. But they weren't integral. And I think that 
in 25 years' time, the Xbox One, it will be the same as if you boot it. I can't remember what it's called. It's something really, it's like Mega Drive modem, but it's got stupid, cool, early 90s day. <laughs> Extreme modem. Yeah, like yeah. imagine trying to fire that up now. It just, it just laugh. The internet yeah. will go, excuse me. It black your house. What? And I, yeah, I with, um, with the library, saying about libraries, I um, have access to one of these Steam press accounts. So yeah. there's so many games in there that like there's a um, there's a Call of uh, Cthulhu game in there. Get that bad boy immediately. And people, then you know, there's people are making patches for all these games, and they're doing the work that publishers really should be doing in yeah. games. And and in the film industry, in the music industry, I know it's different, but every ten years you will have a new Godfather, and it will have more stuff that wasn't there before. Mm. You'll have like Francis Coppola's original script notes. You'll have it will look even better. Call of Duty Four. It'd be like in 10 years, I'm like, oh man, Call of Duty 4 was amazing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, nobody would do anything with it. Um, and it will come down to the guys who, and there was you know hundreds of people on these servers. And I was like, oh yeah, these are the guys are doing it. So it's just a shame it has to fall to the community. Well, that's the thing. Like that. I think it's just because we're not at the stage with the remastering thing. It's a cultural thing with games, and I think it will happen. Mm. But it's like now the film industry is big enough that you can just release a new version of Apocalypse now every 10 years, mm. and they know that film buffs who like to have a collection of top films yeah. will go and buy the latest version of it just for the collection. Mm. Whereas games collecting is still in, in its infancy. Game you know? in general, though. I thing. mean, like, what the fuck is going on with art? Like, yeah. you can still tell that games are way too geared up to children with the fact that all of our collector's editions is like, hey, look at this plastic shit you get with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here's a fucking statue spell. of a girl with her tits out. It's yeah. like... Yeah. There's a statue of Willard on his boat going up river, yeah. reading a monologue about the yeah, war. That's it. Oh my God, look at this. It costs 150 quid. Yeah, but you get a little statue of the guy on the boat reading the books. <laughs> like, that's yeah. so cool. Don't worry. When the generation shifts and then we're the old generation, we can make it. You press, a little, you press a little red button on the base of it. Charlie, don't serve. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There, um, I probably would buy that and I, <laughs> and I would use it to make all my decisions for me so if I had six voices it'd be like Dice Man I'd be like ooh what am I going to do today hit it whatever Kilgore says I'm doing it I'm doing it <laughs> there we go but I think, I think preserving it is interesting and I think we are increasingly getting to a zone where the preservation of it is, is more difficult it's oh, not yeah, just definitely. like seal it in a bag and make sure it doesn't get air and mm. water mm. on it it's more like how do we keep these infrastructures going? Yeah, yeah and, I don't uh, think they will. And it's something no, that, they won't. That's got to be justified on the end of you know whoever's funding that as well. Absolutely, if there is Business if there is only first. X amount of people playing, and of course no one's going to be buying the game on shelves anymore. Then they'll turn why, it off because why would yeah, they keep it going? Exactly. But, but I mean, unofficial patches are awesome for that stuff. Like yeah. I mean, like obviously I, have, I still haven't played it because I don't have time anymore. Um, but I always hear amazing things about Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Was yes. it Bloodlines? Uh, yes, well, the second one, right? The one that was broken. The one that was the really good, but broken. Game. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I always hear that was incredible, but it was really broken, but the community basically fixed it. Yeah. And now you can download it. And because Steam is compatible with all that stuff, you can just install patches to it and then run it. Yeah. And I love the fact that Steam is open enough for basically to not give a fuck what you're doing with your files, providing you're not like breaking the game in a way that's cheating. Mm. It just goes... Oh sure, you want to install some fixes, regardless of who they're made by. Mm, it's not like it. you don't have to wait for an official patch. Yeah. And even with The Witcher Two, with the fact that obviously one of the lead combat designers on The Witcher Three was clearly so bothered by the fact that the, the combat in The Witcher Two was just not very good and not as good as it could have been. Mm. That he, by the sounds of it, in his own time, because it wasn't an official patch, just created a patch that fixed it. That's madness. And it's That's like, he works. Madness. So it is, it is an employee. Of yeah, CD but they can't call it an official one. It's pretty, oh. But it's not an official patch because yeah. it was just made <laughs> by him. Of that guy. <laughs> it's just like, there you go. you're a legend. Yeah. But, Before your I time. mean, yeah. So I think it's getting fuzzy and people always complain 
about the fact that fans have to do it. But it's fair. I mean, like, you know, the Deadly Premonition PC version is completely fucked, but the same guy who made the patch for Dark Souls mm. is now fixing it. Yeah. Just Cause 2 is getting multiplayer in about a week because of someone from the community yeah. who's been working on it and releasing betas of it for mm. months now. It's madness. It's madness. We live in crazy Just times. Just Cause 2. Yeah. Oh, man. Just Cause. Why'd you do it? Just, Just Cause. cause 2. And I think as well, it's, it's one of those things where the whole working for free thing is a really complicated argument that stretches outside of our industry in terms of like, you know, should people do work for free, etc. But I think if you're like a a kind of wannabe game dev and you as a passion project That's the thing, if you've got passion, just if you've do got it. passion and you really want to do it mm. and you do it, I think a lot of these people do end up getting on to, to do jobs. And I think, you know, to be honest, it's so much better than trying to do work experience at a studio doing shitty jobs for a long time. You, what's wonderful about the open source of, of games is that if there's a game that you love but mm. it's broken and you can fix it, you can fix it, and you'll probably get the notoriety through that yeah. to then well, look get at the a Black job. Black Mesa guys. Precisely. Like, what, what games have you made? Made Black Mesa. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. credibility. Okay. Uh, next question. And can if you, you got, move here? <laughs> or yeah. you know, can you work here? And if you're passionate about something, just So do it's it. kind of fucked that they have to fix it. I'm not going to argue against that. But at the same time, at least we now don't work in, live in the world where it used to be like, do you remember like, how often it was that somebody would be like, hey, I've made a sequel to Chrono Trigger and it'd be like, cease and desist, disappear. Like, <laughs> yeah. It used to be that anything involving anyone's IP would be just yeah. shot dead yeah. on site. And I think it was probably actually Valve with Half-Life stuff that actually changed that when instead of, because I remember how big a deal it was. What was that Half-Life mod with the dinosaurs and the time travel which got released? Uh, what was it called? Half-Life dinosaurs. I can't remember, but it was a mod for Half-Life which yeah. was like a cowboy sim space cowboys with dinosaurs it was quite good but because it was quite good valve basically went this is a really cool mod and they Mm. gave it a retail release they basically published it as a separate game yeah and that was i remember that was a big turning point because it was just like wow you can actually use official materials if you choose the right things Mm. and choose companies that aren't dicks you can use their official ip and actually not only be allowed to do so but actually be given their support Mm. yeah everybody benefits which is yeah beautiful world I just terrify that one day Steam will die and my collection of games on that will just disappear. Don't worry about it today, man. It could happen. <laughs> but you, aliens could come down tomorrow. That's less likely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. That's true. That is true. Um, anyway, I won't talk about it this week because we've, we've banged on for too long, but I will, I've also been playing the Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls beta. Of course, yeah, yeah. And uh, the too long didn't read version of that is... I'm quite interested... It feels like they've actually kind of almost made the game what it should have been originally. That's good. With some new stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, to make it feel um, I really hated what they did with the auction house. I yeah. felt that the infrastructure and playing as part of a larger economy just absolutely ruined for me the core experience of what it's a Diablo game should Diablo. be. Like, it's nonsense. Like, yeah. Looking back on it, and even at the time, we were like, uh, but no. come on now. It was a point at which I realised, and I've said this before, but it was a point at which I realised when I was halfway through Hell Difficulty, and I put about six hours into Hell Difficulty, and I realised it... All of the equipment I was using was stuff I got at the end of the first difficulty. Mm. I hadn't, after six hours, I hadn't got a single That's what Diablo's all about, isn't it? It's ridiculous. That was better. And it was because, basically, as soon as you get into hell, normal mode was kind of like a freebie. Mm. It gave you fun stuff because it was all low-level stuff. It gave you all the fun stuff you wanted. But then as soon as you got to hell, it was like, well, now you're getting to the level of stuff where (laughs) it's part of an economy. You can either farm for new items or have you heard about the auction house? (laughs) Yeah, precisely. Actually, all I've got to say on it, so I might as well just say it now, really, is that the amazing thing about the 
new expansion is it does add a new act act five so there's more content there's a new class the crusader who's basically a crazy tank who runs around bashing stuff with shields probably going to make a video about this today or tomorrow so if you do want to know more specifically check that out but what i do like is they've got a new adventure mode which basically is inspired by world of warcraft's raid system in a way of being like you can go to any of the areas in the game hmm. and but there are bounties and it seems to be scaled so all of the acts are the same difficulty in each in each like area roughly yeah um, but you can go and kill these bounties that are special monsters and you get a chunk of experience and gold. But then if you kill all five bounties in an act, then you get like a bag which is like full of treasure. Mm. So basically it's like if you just want to try and farm for good items, instead of farming and farming and farming and waiting for that tiny percentage chance, mm. you can basically go and do something which will reliably get you a bunch of good treasure. Yeah. It still is farming though, isn't it? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about this in the it's video. It's different. It's... it's different, I think. But I agree it is, it is but it's, it's more reliable because the problem with farming in that is it's like you would spend hours and mm. potentially get nothing. Whereas this, you definitely get something. But the specifics of farming are an interesting one and we'll definitely talk about that in the video. So if you're interested in that and you're interested in Diablo from the perspective of somebody out. who thought Diablo 3 was pretty fucking shit, um, do check that out. And remember, Chris hates farmers. Yep, he Fact. does. That's you hate loads of people. You're just a big old racist. Horrible what? man. <laughs> Chris is a racist. Where does racism come from? Oh. What's next? You tell me. Go, Chris. You ha- tell me. What's happening now? We're going to talk news, or are we done being past that now? Uh, well, news-wise, what's happened this week? PlayStation Four sales are very good. Power, power, PlayStation Four. Xbox One sales aren't as good. They're still pretty good, though. They're still pretty good. They've got less available. Yeah. Than the PS Fours. Yeah, so... they both do well. I think PS Four probably leap off but yeah Mario didn't sell Mario, everyone's going well yeah. it's only week one games sell the most in week one no 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 oh, okay sorry no, no 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 you're right all oh, right but you're wrong <laughs> this is the thing it's I'm just gonna I'm so fucked off with this because I'm, I'm tired of people saying that A we're not giving the Wii U a chance B well, yeah I've got something so you go and then I'll go B the fact that the people seem to think that it's our responsibility as the media to promote um, the underdog no. constantly and to be like you need to and as if the thing is people say why are you being down on the Wii U you should be helping to promote it so that it gets back on its feet and it's like it's well our job. unfortunately one that's not our job yeah. it's our job to report on uh, a combination of facts and opinions yeah. clearly flagged based on us yeah. based on us but also the fact that it, we don't have an impact on this right mm. the, the, the people who bought the Wii the people who made Nintendo make their money on the Wii None of those people, very small fragment of those people, will ever even know this podcast exists mm. or that we. No, exist. they definitely don't. And the Wii U, the people who need to go and buy it, families that need to go and buy Mario and have that lovely Christmas, they're not going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. So we but, don't even have the influence to change the Wii U's fortune. My mum yeah, and dad aren't listening right now. But that's the other thing. This Terrible is what parents. I pointed out, like in the week, is that it's. I totally understand that games can sell more as their life goes on, and Nintendo games especially they historically do, yeah. sell very well week to week. But the point I was making was. If Mario doesn't light up the console world and sell system sellers in week one, then that is not the game. That is also, turn the Wii U they've got no long around. game because people are making the argument based on previous figures that that Nintendo games like Zelda and Mario have a very long lead Zelda and they don't sells. sell that yeah. well week one, mm. but then over a period of about six months, a year, they end up being bestsellers. But the problem is the install base of the Wii that, U is so low. Well, this is the other thing. The, the projected sales are really exactly. low. Mario Kart mm. Wii did not sell 29 million copies because 29 million people went, holy shit, we've got to play Mario Kart. 
It sold 29, copy, 29 million copies because 29 million Wii users went, well, I want another game for my yeah. Wii. I like that moustache, man. And racing is cool. The, Let's go buy that. It was an impulse buy over a period. But then and Nintendo is, marketed the shit out of it is, as well. You, you, most people don't have a Wii U. That's as you it. Say. They, they, no they need one. them to sell. They need the new Mario game to sell the Wii U in that That was one. my point, which yeah. people don't understood, is that it does not look like Mario 3D World is going to sell Wii U's. Yeah. Zelda, if that even exists on Wii U, definitely won't sell Wii U's. Never has done. Never sold Nintendo Price. Always been a game that people buy with the machine or having the machine. And Mario Kart 8 will not sell Wii U's. Mario Kart Wii was because the install base was there. So they are three. They are the Nintendo's three big games they've got left. None of them look likely to sell in the Wii U's. Well, uh, Mario Kart might, but they need a substantial price drop. It's not going to sell 20 million. They need a substantial price drop. Because you know what? There are are a lot of good games on the Wii U. Not enough, to be honest. I think another thing that people forget that really riles me up is when I say there aren't enough good games on Wii U, people say, there are, Matt, and then they name me seven games, all of Mm. which are arguably, you know, eight, ten games. They're great, great games. However, it's not enough. If you are a serious gamer, and I mm. consider myself to be a serious gamer, and what that means to me is that I have an appreciation for the medium, not for genres, not for yeah. specific Whatever types of games. Whatever floats your boat. I like boat. a bit of everything because I'm interested in the medium and I'm interested in that. And that means any of these games that these people fire at me, like The Wonderful 101, Monster Hunter, you know, Mario, yeah. all of these games I look at and go, yes, I'd like to play all of those. But most people, I know people who I've met like in pubs when they tell me, tell me about some great games. Yeah. I can be like, look, play Red Dead Portal and this. Yeah. And you can offer them six of the best games ever made and chances are most people will go, oh, I might have a go at that one. Mm. Like the, most people aren't interested in all games. Yeah, no, And true. telling someone that it's a critically acclaimed game is not enough. No, it depends what floats, you know, what gets them excited. Because the other thing is, well, people say, like, I am a Nintendo fan. I am. I think everything they do is brilliant more. I think the Mario is brilliant. I think Zelda is brilliant. But even I can see the Wii U is not. You know, it's just it's just a weird, weird console that doesn't really make any sense if we're honest. And there's a reason it's not appealing to. A, there's no appeal. That's the problem. There is no appeal. It's a hard sell, and yeah. I think it's a hard sell for a really wide variety of reasons. I do think the gamepad is a big issue. I think when you actually get into the practice of it, when the games work with it, it's great fun. Mm. But I think there's something about the fact that the it's quite large. The battery life on it isn't very good, which means you need to keep it plugged in, basically. And also because it's quite large and quite an odd shape, you can't stack it with stuff that easily. It means it kind of comes with a little stand. The idea is that it stands up next to your telly. Mm. The problem is, because of that, because of the controller and the fact that you need to keep it plugged in, you need to keep it somewhere it's hard to store, it kind of positions itself, the Wii U, as being almost a centerpiece, of being Mm. something that you have... In, as a major part of your entertainment system. But it doesn't have the software to back that up. Or the hardware, really. Or the hardware. The Wii much. was fantastic because the Wii was a very cool-looking small thing. The Wiimotes looked slick as well, but you could just chuck them in a drawer. Yeah, like, but it, was, it was a gimmick, wasn't it? The I, Wii succeeded on its gimmick that we all thought wouldn't sell and we were wrong. You could describe that gimmick to like, you know, someone that isn't as invested in video games so easily. Like, yeah, it was, it, was, it was an innate thing. But that thing. was the problem, wasn't it? You say, oh, Wii Bowling, you can actually pretend you're bowling using... And they go, oh, I get that. Yeah. And you go, Wii U, well, you have a screen oh, yeah, and it you becomes know your, your portable screen when you walk around. It's a bit like an iPad, I want it. It's a really tough sell, but I think at the moment it's just... It is as simple as there's too many like weirdly subtle logistical things that don't work. And I think actually, you know what? The whole being able to put the Wiimotes in your drawer, those things on batteries lasted for fucking ages, yeah. which meant that you I, could just basically chuck them in the drawer. If you chuck your gamepad in a drawer, don't you, next time you yeah. 
like take it out to play, it'll probably be run out of batteries. Yeah. Like, Please don't chuck your. Wii the game other thing I want to point out as well is, is that I want the Wii U to do well. I do. I want the PS4 to do well. I want the Xbox One to do well because competition breeds creativity. I don't want anything to die. I'm just saying it does not look good for Wii U. It doesn't look good at all. Yeah. And I don't want it to die. And I think a lot of people get angry because they bought a Wii U and they like the games and they like the console. Which is cool. That's, That's fine. great. I get that. That's awesome. But it's just like from a purely business-based perspective, it doesn't look good for it. Just and that does affect us as gamers. A lot of people say, oh, I don't does, care cause... because I like the games. But if you've got no assurance that they're still going to be making games for it in but two years, it's not other, wise to Are you trying to tell me that in a year's time, Xbox One, Microsoft say, yeah, we've got two games planned for next year? No. They'll yeah, have, a hundred, have hundreds. Have hundreds. Well, as far as we know, in terms of games that you can only play on your, on your Wii U, it would be Zelda or Mario. I'm sure they got some other stuff up their sleeve, but I mean, yeah. so far, oh, Super Smash Bros. They've probably well, made they've probably made a loss on Mario. That's the thing. And Nintendo have always had been a company that make a lot of profit mm. because they have very low margins. <coughs> yeah. And I don't know. I mean, the thing is, everybody always has this image of Nintendo of being this cute and cuddly, family friendly family company that will keep making. So everyone's like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. Nintendo will keep making games for it," and they will up to a point. But you know what? If they what? get to like year three or four of the Wii U. And they're still investing a lot of money on games. And they're not making any money. And they're making yeah. a loss. <laughs> they are going to make a new console. Yeah. And they're a business and a Japanese business at that. Like, you know... They are an extremely just, not, savvy business. Yeah, I mean, you know, without I mean, getting into a broader of, yeah. political point about Japan's economy. But at the same time, Nintendo's got a lot of smart people working for it. And right now, their contingency plan is clearly drawn up. Or getting drawn up. Yeah. It would have been there from day one, to be honest. This, you know, because it's not like this is the first console that ever went sideways on a, on a company. Absolutely. You know, you can take the Saturn, N64 even, yeah. really. GameCube. They've done it all before. <laughs> and they, I think they knew they got, they got lucky with a great gimmick mm. on uh, the Wii. And they, they, it was insane. So, right, but they knew they were ill-positioned The smart time. thing, yeah. So get something out now and then you get back into the cycle. They say, oh, we're, we're not running for the same, you know, cycles or the same. No, audience, they're not. But, but they have you, to, you have to, to degree, consider yeah. those people. Well, I think that's the problem is, yeah, they've, they've created something which is perhaps supposed to be like a second console. Yeah. And I think doing that before the new ones are out, it still means that there's still a chance it might do well as a second console once people have decided which console they're going to get out of these two and dealt with that and save some more money. Yeah, up. maybe. But I don't know. It feels to me like there's any mainstream <coughs> buzz for the console is just dead in the water. It's like the Dreamcast. Mm. You know, the Dreamcast came like a year before, like, well, it was late nights, it was 1999, I think. And then, so the Dreamcast had come out before PlayStation 2. And yet it seemed, despite all of its obvious merits, it seemed like an intergenerational step. Mm. And so people, when they saw the PS2 and it had you know, a DVD player, for example, they were like, well, this is the true next step because yeah. a different medium, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And so perception is all important. And I don't I think, think Nintendo are winning that. I think that's, yeah, uh, that's how people are talking about the Wii U in, in a lot of circles. I think it's hard to call it a next-gen console, isn't it? When, mm. you, when you have got the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One there, it's, it's difficult to have them side by side, which sucks because I, I do like the Wii U console a lot. Mm. But that's the thing. you can only defend it up to a point that's the problem and I think a lot of people think I'm, I'm being down Nintendo when, and it frustrates me because I'm very much not I think and I think one of the smartest things about Nintendo as a company is that they have for a very long time been a company who accept failure and have failure built in they've oh, the failed so boy. many times yeah. but they know that and it's fine you know they, they always are very savvy with their money so oh, they yeah. know they don't always get it right but when they do they make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And they're not a stupid company, and that's what happened. And I think a lot of people now, when you start saying, look, I'm sorry, but at what point are you going to accept that the Wii U has been a failure um, commercially and in terms of its future mm. as a platform? Um, 
you just got to accept that. And actually, I've got to the point now where every time I make a mention like this, I get loads of people on Twitter saying, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm not replying to any of those messages anymore because you're just deluded. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, this is purely a numbers game. Yeah, and yeah people... that's the thing. Like, it's, not, it's not our opinion. No, I mean, my no. opinion is I hope it does really well. I want it but to. The but the numbers do not speak. I mean, the PS4's already outsold it in the UK. Mm. PS4's been out five days. And you know what? I could go out. I could say, I could say you should go out and buy a Wii U. But as I've said in the past, even now when I've seen deals where it's like 250 quid for a console with a couple of games, I don't want to bite on that. And I don't know why. And that's not my fault. But it's, no, that's your, your inner impulse, isn't it? It says my, no. It says that's not the right deal. Not quite yet. No. So from you, as a, like you said, mega gamer, I think that speaks volumes. But yes, yeah, the thing is, people should say we should be promoting these things. But if I honestly and all, all fully honestly yeah, look at this go and go, I, I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to tell anyone else to. The 3DS, mm. however, I think is still a console that has a great chance to be awesome for gamers. And you, I, I you can wholly recommend. You 150 quid for a DSXL. Definitely. It's a badass bit of gear. Yeah. Fucking do it. But the Wii, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, dude, look. There's I just no... feel bad because people take it personally, but it's not a personal I thing. I hope you know? Nintendo, as always, <laughs> proves us all wrong and somehow, you know, sells these consoles, but Doesn't, where's it coming yeah, from? Where's, where's it, it coming happen? from? So, you know. They're running out of cards, of their sleeves, etc. Yeah, no more cards. <sighs> anyway let's get not serious let's get not serious well actually we have like stormed over time here so what do we want to do do we want to go for because last week we went oh, on sugar. YouTubes we can carry on we could do a longer podcast this week let's we do a, a slightly longer one let's do a okay, longer one actually, can I do a wee first yeah go and have a wee yeah treat yourself is this, is this what, what are we doing? He goes for a week. We'll carry on. Okay. okay. This is cool. All right. Man, we got so free from now. I love it. <laughs> I, so used to, I used to have pisses all the time in the podcast. Did you? What? Just went though, right? Just went yeah, in the bucket. Right in the bucket. Let's, the questions are always fun. I've, I've, so I've let's got, do I've got an interesting question, actually. Uh, always gaming. Wait, wait. Are we on, doing Twitter? We oh, doing... This is on Twitter. Okay, right, always okay. gaming. Uh, as will the podcast be on YouTube this week? Interesting question. Yes. But you might be listening to it on YouTube already, which we already answered it in some respects. It's back. Let's see. Jalvinstra asks, uh, "Will Microsoft continue to, to improve the Connect, or will they decide that they should cut their losses and move no on?" No way. It's they will. Gonna... They'll plow everything they've got into that until they bleed uh, motion um, yeah, control. It's, it's bundled in with their console. They, they're yeah, already, I think it's they're safe to say they've already made their bed on this. Yeah, yeah. They, they, even if it costs them billions of dollars, they will not stop until they get that thing to I mean, work how they, they want they, it they to. They can change the the kind of interface they're using at the moment, which is very they have to heavy, do that too. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would respect that, but they're not. They need, they're not going to suddenly get ah Connect. They need a big game that it's shows how Connect works. Yep. I don't think we'll get that for about a year. I do within two. Yeah, not that. I mean, we we sports Connect Rivals does a good job, but again, it's still very cartoony and very. Uh, uh, flat-footed so they need a game that genuinely says look what we can do maybe that's halo 5 i don't know maybe halo 5 i mean microsoft play a lot of money into it so if they say it has to have connect it has to have connect oh i don't know i think they're still going to try and keep the gap between the two but we'll see i don't know i, don't, I think, uh, I think yeah i, I hope like, that's true but they keep they they are oh, they are fucking everything aren't they? Aren't they? sorry i'm just really i'm really fed up with I, I, it's alright be fed up mate it's okay we're here the more time i've spent with the xbox one and the more time i've used it it just feels like a big fucking joke I used, I, I used it last week. I wasn't going to tell you until next week, but it has been a massive joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> Imagine I told you oh, that. They had but one is not yet, Matt. <laughs> That's one that Brat built. Imagine you did. How impressive would that be? But I must not stipulate very... this. I must stipulate this. It's so easy just to go, fuck the Xbox One, get mm. PS4. But this generation is so different. Last generation, like the PS3 was just a more solid, reliable bit of hardware. But then... The hardware on the Xbox 360, a lot of them was just completely fucked. You yeah. couldn't change that. <laughs> if you bought one day one, chances are your Xbox was going to die. Yeah. You didn't know that at the time, sure, but that was the long and short. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Whereas now, 
I, I'd love to say, fuck Xbox One, get a PS4. But you know what? So many of the faults and, and uh, successes of both sides are software. Yeah, it's it can stuff change that it overnight. Can be yeah. Literally change. So yeah. I, I'd love to say buy one or the other right now but really I don't know either they I could change either, yeah. I could tell you that the PlayStation 4 right now <coughs> all I can tell you is that right now the PlayStation 4 for games is a far better console but in a week that might not be the case yeah exactly yeah. so you might as well wait until there's any good games you want to play wait. before you make that kind of investment actually I tell you what, you probably have a better idea in a week lots of big things being announced very on true so yeah maybe wait a week and the spiky awards yeah they're so spiky man they're still spiky <laughs> um, well this this is a more difficult question to answer before that happens but uh, Mick loving your mum what over on the forum asks uh, what is everybody's most anticipated game of next year Dark Souls 2 Dark Souls 2 South Park South Park <laughs> South Park why not eh? South Park why not why not throw that in there I'm struggling I think it might be the new Dragon Age which is weird. Yes, I don't believe that's next year. You know, th- nah, I got an awful gut feeling it's going to be 2015. If that is next year, that would definitely be up there for me. Mm. But I know South Park. Actually, maybe, pff, maybe South Park's never coming out. Who um, knows? Fucking Ubisoft used to be stuff that part. Waste my time. Wow. Uh, another unwise username from Placenta who asks, uh, does Simon actually hate Chris because Chris is quite lovely? That's a, yeah. What? That's, that's a fact. That's what I, I may but or may not be But lovely in like a wormy kind of a way. And no one likes the worm. What? I don't know. I don't know. You, what, hold on. Did there, the was worm. A question about Is you that being, a wrestling character? You being lovely? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. No, that, that was a statement at the end of the, the question. It was yeah. unnecessary for me to include that bit, to be honest. It but, really was, wasn't it? Um, but there we are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on to, let's see. Uh, Ryan Archer on Twitter asks, what are each of your personal worst games of the generation? Which is quite a big question. Uh, worst game of the generation worst game of the generation oh well that's our victory it's not my it's not the worst for me oh no I've just got mine but our victory our victory is the game where you have three World War 2 shooters you can only climb the stairs with one class <laughs> you know, climb ladders yeah, you, you say that's your worst game but the, the funness with which you two talk about no, that my worst game is, is, is Fusion Frenzy 2 oh. I mean that legitimately as well if you play that game online it has these huge cutscenes in between each mini game all the mini games are broken too but it has these huge cutscenes where this crazy host who's supposed to be like Jason Donovan is uh, is talking to you and you cannot keep, skip those cutscenes. Right. You've gone for about 10 minutes. Yikes. So a minigame collection online will last you about an hour. <laughs> These questions are all a bit, like, I always find them a bit weirdly irrelevant because it's like, I think people want us to say a game that's like just was a bit disappointing, mm. like games that were like seven mm. that they've played. Gone, <laughs> yeah, I really, yeah, yeah. Halo Reach, like, worst game. Oh, yeah, disaster. Oh, man. Did you see it? Like, oh. Bioshock Infinite. Bi- <laughs> Rogue, Rogue Warriors, <laughs> Where, mine, though. Of course, like mine, Rogue Warriors is a good shout. Mine is uh, Blaze of Time, which is a game you'll never play. Oh, yeah. Blaze of Time. You shouldn't play either, I, I played it as well. Yeah, I had to play it for review. Okay. Like, oh, games review must be fun. Yeah, it's fun when you're playing the good games. <laughs> But I mean, I played Blades of Time. It's just like a horrendous, joyless mess yeah. of cleavage and brown. It's mm. just shit. I actually do remember that. Yeah, it's bollocks. I had to review it, and it was like, you know, people. Sometimes you play a game, and you think this is so funny, but mm. it was just like that was just like joyless. Yeah. It was just I hated mm. every moment spent with that game. Yeah. I I think my, mine was Connect Star Wars. It's not the but the worst game of the generation, but it's Pat. They, it was. A connect game about using a lightsaber and they managed to make it lightsaber so, on. so terrible. Oh, yeah, and look how far we've come, eh? Connects connect light Exactly. If you haven't heard that, you should, you should yeah. This week proud. You, in case you don't know, obviously, you know, we do a weekly <laughs> video now. Me and Miller and we had Dave guesting this week, but we do a weekly video called Reviewsicles where we review a game or a product whilst singing along to a popular known, usually 
kind of uh, rock ballad. Yeah, 80s. But this week was to uh, about Connect to the tune of uh, Take My Breath Away by it was Berlin. wonderful. If you have not yet seen it, I would highly recommend you do so. So would I. Because I had a lot of fun filming it. Indeed. Anyway, next question. Uh, let's, okay, well, I'll wrap it up with, with a more positive one here. This is something everyone can look forward to. It's from Brett Claxton again. Man with Brett Claxton. A cool name. Brett Claxton. Um, who asks, what, guy, what games do you plan to be playing over the Christmas break? So, Christmas games, what are you playing? I thought you were going to do Zelda, boys. Uh, well, I've played it too much now. I'm Zelda down. I think uh, mine's going to have to be The Last of Us. It has to happen now, otherwise yeah. I'm never going to yeah, play that yeah, game. You'll get it ruined and for I'll you be very careful. Sad. Yeah, yeah won't I, Simon? Oh, it's, he almost made a spoiler on the live stream. Sure, the well, night. he didn't quite, though, I guess. I think. So, uh, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know what I'll be playing over Christmas. Mm. Oh, the God, game. that sounds like start of an NSPCC advert. <laughs> Simon doesn't know what games he'll be playing this Christmas, but he knows he'll be alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suggest some games for him. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Just £30 a month. <laughs> yeah. Buy him another what? fucking video game. Uh, Steve, what's your Christmas game you got on? You got well, something you've been holding off for? No, Christmas games used to be Uncharted games, but then Uncharted 3 came out and it made me so mad. So and it ruined, I, I, it ruined I, Christmas. I, I didn't finish it, so I could go back to it, but I won't because it'll ruin another yes, Christmas. <laughs> um, I don't really know. I think because I spend a lot of time around Christmas, you know, with uh, go home Fun with my friends. Game. So probably, Fun probably pairs. To be honest, probably a lot of pairs. Party yeah. pairs returns. Yeah. Steam burns. Just easy, and then dip into the old Steam library and see what's about. Mm. Four, four, yeah. Dip into my Steam library. <laughs> 1,400 games. Oh, Fuck yeah. you, no. Yeah, you can have whichever one you want. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not Batman, Arkham Origins, though. That's not on there. <laughs> oh, it's good to know. I'm going to play a bit of Zelda, probably. Nice. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what I'm going to play. I'm going to play Monaco. Oh, um, yeah, nice. nice what's yours is mine. Yeah. Because we, I played a little bit of that with Bratters at the start of the year or early mm. in the year mm. um, for a little video on the internet. And I really like the look of it. And I like mm. playing games like that with my brother. Yeah. Last year, we played Origins. Nice. Uh, Rayman Origins was just an amazing time. Mm. Actually, if you haven't played any of the Rayman games yet and you've got family who even vaguely like games, can't recommend enough that you play that multiplayer whilst obviously a bit tipsy because it's Christmas. Yeah. You're just going to have like almost like un untold fun yeah like you won't be able to understand the fun that you're having <laughs> it will just make you smile and laugh and oh, you have an endorsement how many people ended up playing Monaco because I've, I've got no idea really uh, I think they're okay, okay. It, basically well, think, it's a, yeah. a top down colourful heist game where you all take on a different role and it's yeah. really good for we've got a great feature down about that coming this this Saturday about, oh that's timely isn't it yeah oh, cool. about, about Monaco it and about how about how heist games about you know how a lot of developers try to take films and cram the you know the tenets of film into into games but it's it's heist games that really meld the two forms really really well so yeah they cover it Saturday except, except uh, for Payday 2 which still, is frankly overrated I still want to play more Payday you know what what I saw of Payday I really liked the look of it it oh. felt like a game you need to invest more time in mm. oh, it was a it ended up being a horde mode where you killed police officers over and over I think again. it did to begin with but I, I, I get the impression the more I read about it and the more I see about it that you need to put a little bit of time in before you do anything else but I played a couple of games people knew what they were doing and it was totally different. It was like, they were like... Like Left 4 Dead in that way. It, it feels like a lot of yeah, strategies come uh, no, out you, later. They like, they like knocked out guard and then like switched his radio off and like said to the radio, oh, everything's fine. And like they really had stopped it. So there was like a tiny shootout at the end, but really... I've, I've played it for like probably three to four hours and haven't had one experience like that. It just feels like if that's what you want to do, do it straight away. Don't... Well, I know. I agree hands. with that. I agree with that. I think Bullshit. they fucked up with that. Um, but I do think that it's a game... I'd like to play with like three friends on Skype yeah. and like take it really seriously yeah. and try and level See up and try do, and specialize. Yeah. 
because there was something that there was something there it was like one of those things where I didn't like the fact that yeah it became like a kind of police shooting gallery mm. way too quickly and for the first start of the game but there was also something there the whole thing of throwing a bag and somebody else grabbing it and walking down and the soundtrack kicking in yeah, it's cool. it does really evoke yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of heist movie feeling yeah yeah it's cool um, the Payday 2 is cool. also in, the, in that feature talk about how two games that are very different take you know Similar filmic influences really. and change them but I think that Payday 2 I think you're both right I think that from what I've played of, played of Payday 2 it should start in a, in a far faster and better manner like oh now I'm using the drill and the drill stopped but at the same time how do you build the longevity into the yeah. game I suppose they could have built bigger levels or bigger heists but again that's a design I think they're still, they're still working on it a lot I know there have been some complaints about the DLC um it's interesting though. I mean, a lot of people I know have played it for a very long time mm. and it's, there's clearly something now and I'm intrigued to work out what it is. But I'm on the same page as you, Brad. I mean, I think when we made the video, I was making that same complaint. Mm. I dislike the fact that it doesn't give you any option immediately yeah. to but you be should stealthy. Do. Show your cards. <laughs> get on with it. Um, but it was a sort of game where I was I was crap at it, but I wanted to get good at it. That's I enjoyed good. how crap I was though. Yeah. I enjoyed the fact it's like, I'll look after the oh, hostages yeah, yeah. and then literally <laughs> well, I look away from dead. the hostages for a couple of minutes and I come back and I'm like, all of the hostages are gone. <laughs> I, I might have stopped looking at them for a minute. Like, it, it was there's something fun about that. Yeah. But yeah. Any more questions? Uh, no, I think that we need to uh, quickly rattle through. Well, no, we do. Well, first of all, we have a yeah, we're doing the thing. Don't we we have been... a first of all, we have a, 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 a it was a feature oh, which oh we introduced. Christ. I, I yeah. this already. This was a feature that we introduced last week, mm. and it's now going to be a weekly feature. <laughs> but uh, and, and a bit of a first here. Hopefully, this will work. I've created. A, uh, a podcasting. Ooh, you're listening to a professional podcast now, baby. That's where I get in my car. Yeah, that's right. Such I kind of muted it a bit too early at the end, but Miller instincts. You get the gist. Right. I genuinely, for you know, uh, the sake of everyone listening, don't know what this question is. Yeah, because oh, we, we tweet out during, yeah, during the, the podcast. podcast. We so should probably say quite a few people suggested Miller instinct questions before the podcast began, yeah, which is them. which is great, and thank you for getting involved. But we can't let Simon know let anything because he has okay. to give a gut reaction yeah, to this question. It's got to be the Miller instinct. So when we tweet out for questions on the morning of the podcast, Simon, any questions? But you've got to wait for the Miller Instinct tweet. Yeah. So here we go. Here's the Miller Instinct question Shit. for this week. Are you nervous? This is yeah. from David Twomey, aka Kramas. He sent quite a lot of Miller Instinct questions. Cheers, mate. Um, but this one's quite good. I like this one. Three thugs surrounding bratters. <laughs> Intervene or strange curiosity to wait a few minutes and see what happens. The latter. The latter. Because, well, no, because why are three thugs surrounding you? Like, I'd have to know what's going on. And also, if they Benefit did... Benefit of the doubt, Simon. No, no, no. If they, did, <laughs> if they did start attacking you, then I could swoop in and, and, you know, make sure you were right. But they may do something funny like, I don't know, integrate in you into their or gang <laughs> or put you into the locker would be the best and I can come and laugh at the locker. So until I know what they're doing... Also, I can't just go and beat up some thugs when I don't know what their responsibility is. They have to do something wrong before I intervene. That, okay. that is classic. So, uh, uh, Thank you, the authorities. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, there's a man outside my house with an axe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Has, he has, he, has he killed anyone yet? <laughs> but there's a, there's a big got, difference there. He's got a hockey mask on as well. Mm, is, yes, it outside, it is, cold. is it outside Brat's house? Because I'd leave the guy though, outside yeah. Pratt's house and just to wait to see what he's going to do. Um, so yeah, I'd like, wait. Curiosity. I'd wait. That's, that's so there as long as Miller's there is some instinct. kind of Batman moment once... Uh, I just want the Batman moment, if I'm honest. Just da, 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 da. Uh, well, that's Miller Instinct for this oh, week. I like I Thank you for taking part. I, I'm going to play the, the jingle yeah, again because right. I messed it up. One sec, one sec. That was better. That was better. That was better. So just imagine you heard it like that. 
the first time. Oh, I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's a new weekly feature. Congratulations, yeah. us. We got buttons. We now. did it. Yeah. We and did. also, um, before we go on to the competition winner, obviously we do member of the month, which is you can win a game of one of three ways, mm. thanks to the lovely people of uh, Shop Two Dot Ned. You can win one for being the coolest person on the forum, as yep. voted by the forum. So I mean, you know, take that with a pinch of salt. Or two, you can be <laughs> as a joke. I love you. Um, or two, if you just vote for somebody. In yeah, forum, you get entered into it as well. Then you get entered into a raffle where you can win a game for basically doing fuck I all. will get in contact with those two winners from last month yep. after the podcast. So probably should have brought their names in here. It's fine. Brad's but I didn't. Like, no, that's fine. Those, those are honestly, those are like slightly less important. The forum yeah, winner is, is the, important. Obviously the random winner, that's not important. We don't need to announce that. pat on the back. Congratulations on being randomly selected. Yeah, you really earned it. You did it. But this is the real, I mean, the, this is the crux. This is the meat of the people pie. People that put effort in. Um, this is for the competition, which was to, we want people to reinvent Invigorate a classic character and bring back a a mascot from an old era mm. for a modern day. Yeah. And we did also say if you wanted to, you could create your own brand new mascot. But what we were really looking for was to take a classic video game mascot and bring them forward into the, the modern next day. generation. And I've got to say, like, you guys are bloody awesome. Like, are. When we started doing this as a laugh, we just got loads of really terrible drawings. <laughs> which is good. Which I mean, is great. And we're still of getting loads of terrible drawings. Yeah. And don't stop doing that because, my God, they do make me laugh. Yeah, me too. Um, but the level of quality and inventiveness um, in the past couple of months has got ridiculous. I was saying to Brad, it used to just be that we'd be like, haha, these are funny, but that one's definitely the winner. Mm. Whereas now, we've actually, like, had to have a jury involved. Yeah. It's really like, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I know, the thing is, people always say oh it was so hard to pick a winner right generally speaking it's not people are lying <laughs> when people say oh it's so hard to pick just one winner from all you excellent imp- like, what they really Bollocks. mean is most of them were shit this person's yeah. clearly really good but in this case I genuinely mean that yeah we had um, discrepancies and I mean I just like to give some shout outs you've got some shout outs yep. as well but Obsidian Aura did an amazingly weird thing which was like cool spot wearing the Oculus Rift yeah. and you could see what he was seeing in the Oculus Rift and it was like two, it was like a demonic 3D picture of Don Matrick. <laughs> demonic and Don Matrick. It was fucking weird but I like <laughs> that. Um, Annihilator. The, the Nomonomat. I was praying. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, that one was awesome. What have you uh, got? I've got, basically because we, when we were talking about it in the initial announcement, uh, we were talking about a, an adult Spyro the Dragon. Yeah, that was Bringing great. him forwards. Look at that. Ram the Dragon. Who did that? Freaking awesome. Obviously, we're making a mistake oh, here. Uh, I may usually make this mistake of, of using podcasts. Well, not... no, you, but you can hear that I'm waving a picture <laughs> around, right? I've got to say, we are yeah, going to do, uh... do a gallery video. Even yes. That's the winner. So if you want to see these, then do check out the gallery because uh, they'll be a fantastic. Or you can just go to the forum and skip to the front of the meet queue. Um, so that was an amazing Spyro. Annihilator did a picture of Judgment Boy. I love Gregory Horror Show, so that's cool. The Victorian did Nick Knack, which was a combination of Nicolas Nick Cage and Knack. It was, out, it was my winner, to it's be honest. It's a good pun. I'm good sorry pun. you didn't win this time, but it Weasel was Weasel Pants <laughs> uh, did an amazing reboot of Bubsy that I that just I really too. liked the drawing. It had a nuclear explosion in the background and it had a very oh, yeah, dynamic... that was really good, yeah. No, like it was one, something yeah. about the drawing. It was, uh, they've got a real eye for dynamic yeah. character design. I thought that was excellent. <laughs> and um, yeah... Uh, yeah, there was there was a bunch of. Really so who good won? Ones. Damn it! However, the winner. I think uh, this is this. The reason this one's a winner is, in my mind, is because it's it's um it's so drawing. It's very amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, wow! Such mascot. Wow! And uh, it's it's somebody's made naughty Doge. Naughty yeah. do- doggy Doge. I think it's Doge. I, I think yeah, it's Doge. Actually, that's a raise a question. How do you say? I don't know. I know. I know it's an internet meme. And I know you say meme by saying meme. I've also gone for Doge. Me. Doge, but this Doge is um, right, let's go it? with Doge. If we this is Mister the Quiff is dead, and it is a picture of Crash Bandicoot with the face of the <laughs> meme Doge, and it's the execution is perfect, the joke is funny, and it could not be more 
of our time yeah. than that. So Which I is well done, my friend. friend. And it made me laugh a lot. And it's just generally a fucking brilliant picture. Hopefully it's already on Reddit or something because it's just ace. Uh, yeah, so you've won a, a bloody video game of your Can choice. Can you believe it? If you believe in video games, <laughs> magic will happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what that was. That's right, it was good. But yeah, we'll announce a brand new competition next week. Uh, but yeah, if you don't already do that, then do sign up to our forums because it's a way of possibly winning a free game. Free stuff. Yeah. Free not money. that many people vote. So actually, you've got like quite good odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than gambling. Exactly. Um, Fact. Yeah, and finally, I just want to say thank you so much to those of you who last week, obviously we did uh, have some trouble with YouTube. We're now on the way to fixing that. We're dealing with that. Everything's going fine. Um, but a lot of people, after we did request that you guys went and wrote us a review on iTunes, yeah, they did. It was nice. loads of people did. And I also need to say, a few people wrote it in Pig Latin. So <laughs> I'm glad to know my stupid jokes actually mean us to some people. So thank you very much for that. Uh, but no, it was wonderful. We went from having like about 70 reviews on iTunes oh, to having loads, over 150. Yeah. Um, so we were like totally blown away by that. Um, we obviously have a lot of people say they love the podcast, but you guys clearly do. And we love you a lot. So if you, if you do want to give us wow. another vote or a review, if you haven't done that already, that's lovely. Yeah, we we like, and I like reading them, to be honest. Sometimes I just like iTunes, I like to see what people say. That's probably massively arrogant and egotistical, but it's hey, always good to know. sometimes that's what I do with my time. Uh, <laughs> it's your time, Simon. Exactly. And if I want to do it by doing that, you know what? Next time I'm going to put my pants down my pants and do it as well. Whoa. For the record, I'm not doing on, that. I just felt please. like I needed one ridiculous thing. For okay, well, I might do it. I might do it. No, that's all right. You can do it. I'm not going to do it. But um, yes, you are brilliant. And uh, again, we are overwhelmed by these wonderful drawings and uh, your, your iTunes-based love. So thank you very much once again and thank you for listening. This has been a slightly longer episode this week but hopefully you will enjoy that and not go, oh, for fuck's sake. too long. An hour and a half. How long is it? flipping bollocks. It's about an hour and a half. That's okay. That's all right. That's fine. That's fine. But People have got stuff to do, guys. Come on. It's not as tight and taut as our usual. No, and I like tight and taut. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. I need to leave the country now. I'm joined by Chris Bratt, Goodbye. Simon Miller, Adios, amigo. and Mr. Stephen Burns. Bye. Bye. Bye.